and welcome to another episode of the Game Design Podcast. Once again, my name is Brad Carney, and I'm the founder of Final Boss Entertainment. And this week, we're going to continue our series on Rack, a game we developed and celebrated its one-year anniversary last week. Now, I'm not going to rehash the entire intro from last week, but to sum it up, we're basically talking to some of the other developers of Rack to kind of take a look back at what we did with the game and talk about what worked and what didn't. So, last week we talked with Remco Ernst, who is our lead artist, and as you might imagine, we mostly discussed the art side of Rack, but this week we're going to talk to Hani Macron, who is the, the very first guest on this podcast, and we're going to talk about more of the design side of Rack. Anyway, it's a long conversation and a good one, so I'm going to keep this intro brief, and I will be back at the end to wrap things up. So last time I was talking with Rulero about basically kind of like the whole like art side of Rack, and I wanted to talk to you about kind of like more the whole game design side of Rack, given that it is the uh, the game design podcast at all. But yeah, you know, I, I kind of wanted to have a conversation about you know some of the things that we didn't did in Rack uh, that we tried to pull off. Yeah, you know, some of it worked, some of it didn't. Uh, but I wanted to kind of get your uh, you know kind of kind of thoughts on things. Uh, you know, having Heavy to work on the game and all that. Uh, so first, I mean, thanks for being on. And uh, second, uh, why don't you tell the people out there kind of kind of like what you did for Rack? Mio is uh, mainly the 3D modeler of a lot of the monsters and weapons. And I dabbled in a little bit of animation at first, but then we got someone a lot better at it later on. Um, yeah. Yeah, as well as like a lot of concept for, you know, stuff that was outside of the human characters. Yeah, I mean, it's like you did, uh, I think, all of the boss designs. Uh, I think outside of Jigordo. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. you know, he, he was more of like a like a character. Uh, so, you know, kind of ended up having our our uh, our character uh, artist slash designer uh, do him. But, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's everything that was like a basically just kind of like a regular monster in the game uh, you were responsible for. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, including uh, you know, I I, I thought uh, you know, the first boss in the game, Geyser. You know, I, I thought he was a fairly, <laughs> I, I guess a cute, uh, maybe iconic uh, kind of figure. You know, he he's one a lot of people seem to seem to like. Maybe just kind of because he was first and easy and didn't uh, didn't overwhelm people. You know, they they kind of warmed up to him. Oh yeah, it was it was all a matter of uh, kind of zeroing in on what type of design I should do for a lot of the monsters because I think at first uh, a lot of the rejected concepts were like really you know abstract looking and you know off the wall I, I think and, a lot of them were kind of uh, Geiger inspired oh yeah yeah I was that was definitely what was on my mind at the, at the time because I think a lot of the uh, early early alpha stuff we we were using to kind of as placeholder for the game just reminded me a lot of like uh quake like one with a lot of the cthulhu inspired like hp lovecraft type uh you know stuff going on and it was you know i was thinking nine inch nails like music that yeah. that was that was generally the theme i was getting so i guess you know that kind of rubbed off yeah and i mean it, 
when we were first kind of starting the game off, I mean, we were kind of trying to make like a, a new Quake, uh, a new yeah. Doom 2. It, it wasn't kind of till later that, you know, we kind of decided to go in a, in a little bit different of a, of a direction. Uh, so, you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely like those kind of early monsters were definitely kind of in that kind of Doom Quake kind of vein. Uh, yeah. You know, and then kind of like some of the later stuff. Um, yeah, it, it definitely kind of started to have like its own kind of rack personality. Uh, you know, like maybe a little colorful, a little brighter, a little more oh, cutesy, yeah. I, a little more adorable. Uh, I, yeah, I think I think it was after the introduction of uh, I don't know, cell shading, back in I think it was early mid two thousand nine. Right. Uh, that we did, and I, I feel like that kind of completely changed the tone of like uh, what we were trying to get at, and that probably influenced a lot of the later design. Yeah, definitely. Cause I, I mean, like in the the very early builds of the game, it's like we were using, uh, you know, kind of like a lot of like Unreal Tournament textures, just like oh, yeah. um, placeholders and all that. But then it was like when we started to get like our own models in the game and kind of started to get uh, get the cell the the cell shading going. It was like, yeah, this is completely different. This is this is a lot more interesting. This is definitely the direction the game should go. Uh, oh yeah, it, it definitely molded like what we. Um thought the game should be from then on do you think it was a mistake then to not kind of go back and redo some of the earlier stuff that was done when you know kind of the vision of the game was different well i feel like everything we did after that point we kind of scrapped everything we had at the time anyways and we kind of like went with new uh resources in general because i guess yeah before that if you remember the really really old concept i did for the arcturan like at first it was just this really weird faceless right. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's that's still in the game too is the uh, in the the gallery like uh oh really I, I think i included that in there yeah <laughs> not that anyone checked out the gallery at all but uh yeah I, I was like something with like two arms that come out of its elbows in opposite directions and it's like just really horrific abomination just, like, very intricate helmets uh, and it, it was just it was too much for me at the time i guess it, i represent that and it, it didn't end up and you know it it didn't mesh with the aesthetic that we would have later gone on to, so right yeah and I, I i i do think you're right i mean the the stuff that we did keep around like uh like the crawlers i mean it, it seemed to work fine uh you know in the kind of new oh, yeah, art style we developed because i guess the crawlers were really uh they're actually really simple compared to like some of the more weird uh designs at the time which was which were really organic and like the centuries with their like long tails and uh yeah it was yeah especially <laughs> like they that, were scorpions yeah. or something yeah yeah because uh i guess you know since we went with the cel-shaded art style and i guess everything we were going for more of like a cleaner simpler design that you know catches the eye a lot quicker rather than something that's like overly detailed and with all these little intricate nubs and stuff everywhere. Yeah, it, you know, that, that does kind of remind me of what, you know, we were trying to go with, like, a, this kind of whole kind of arcade kind of look to the game. You know, it's, like, yeah. bright, colorful, catching your eye. But also, like, a, the gameplay. Like, a, you know, we were trying to go for, like, a very kind of fast and fun, uh, you know, furious kind of game. You know, something yeah. that didn't take itself too seriously. Uh, and, you know, something that, like... You know, it's it's funny. I, I kind of look out, you know, in the, in the landscape of, of gaming, and you know, it seems like there's, 
you know, people are, you know, very, there's a lot of very competitive people out there. You know, people kind of like pride themselves on, you know, being good at, good at stuff and, uh, you know, doing well, you know, there's, there's people who are completionists and, you know, a lot of people enjoy, you know, leaderboards and that kind of thing. And, you know, I kind of thought to myself, like, what better way to like actually measure like how good someone is at something than score, which is, you know, something that's kind of fallen out of favor in recent years. Um, but you know, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of boiling everything down to like an exact number and, I don't know. I mean, why do you think like that didn't really seem to resonate with people? And like, why do you think like score has kind of fallen out of favor, just kind of in general in the the gaming landscape today? Well, I guess nowadays everyone wants something to be around for a very strict reason. You can't get away with like, uh, yeah, stuff in, for example, like in 1997 when you had GoldenEye come out and levels were designed like. without the intention for being completely straight linear levels. So you had like tons of rooms that, that served absolutely no purpose other than, you know, to represent a place that actually exists. Right. You know, stuff like that wouldn't really fly nowadays. And I guess while score, you know, does serve more of a purpose than a completely, you know, useless room, uh, I guess people want a little more, want it to be a little more tied to the actual gameplay and, you know, to to give more of a purpose, right? To, yeah, to, yeah, to like work towards like a, something that would affect the gameplay rather than just be kind of like a uh, outlying element. That is a piece of feedback that I got fairly consistently. You know, it's like a when we would take the game to conventions and stuff like SGC and QuakeCon. Yeah. yeah, I mean, one question I got a lot was like, "Hey, so like, what can you like do the points? Like, can you buy stuff with it?" And I was like, "No, it's just kind of like to." I mean, you get extra lies from it, which didn't seem to satisfy anybody. Uh, but uh, you know, it's I mean, it was just kind of like there, like to you know, kind of show like how how well you're doing, and you know, for like the sake of competition, most people you know were kind of. You know, they, they that that wasn't enough for them. You know, they they were kind of looking for for more from that. Uh, and, you know, that that's part of why like why why this next game we're doing. Um, you know, the the score. Uh, let's just say you actually will be able to to do stuff with it. So you know, we're, we're kind of taking one of the elements uh, of rack that uh, was probably wasn't quite fleshed out enough, and uh, you know, kind of. Um, yeah, we're trying to do more with it this time. Trying to uh, incorporate it more into into the core gameplay. And yeah, you know that that actually does remind me of something that's that I think is fairly interesting. Um, you know, Rack was in development for just a really long time. Like, I mean, we spent like six years on it, and because because yeah. of that amount of time, like. Uh, you know, it's it's. I mean, just surely because of the amount of time we spent on it. You know, the, the we would as as the the development went on. You know, we would have new ideas for it. You know, we'd kind of try and take it in you know different directions as it went along, and as a result, like um, the game wasn't built from the ground up with all these ideas in mind. So you know, we kind of had a bit of a a Duke Nukem four, uh, oh, <laughs> a, du- yeah. a Duke Forever, you know, kind of phenomenon with it, where it's Dude, like. There was- there was some serious cyclic development going on there. It just it just kept going and with going. that game, yeah, and uh, to, to to some extent with ours. But um, oh yeah, you know, I I think like a like a prime example of that was um, you know, so like kind of like really towards the end, you know, we were we were really worried that like the game was going to be 
seen too much as just like a regular Doom clone and like not interesting enough to people. So, you know, it, it wasn't going to be perceived as, you know, kind of uh, different and, you know, unique and all that. So, you know, we, we were really trying to address that. So, you know, kind of one of the things that we did, uh, you know, in the last few months before it came out was uh, the introduction of uh, finishers. So, like, I, I mean, one of the things that kind of sets Rack apart is the, you know, it's because it's like an arcade game and like, a, you know, it's kind of inspired in part by, you know, like fighting games, you know, like your Street Fighters and, and that kind of thing. Um, you know, we, we, we wanted the, uh, you know, the, the whole like killing one monster after another here, the it's like we wanted there to be like a bigger payoff for that. So it meant more than just like adding your score, which nobody cared about. But so we try to like make it like, OK, well, OK, well, the first idea that we had and by we, I mean me and our our lead animator, Max, who was from France. I don't know why I threw that detail in there, but anyway. It's <laughs> not um, <laughs> but uh no i we were talking about like uh okay so like what if uh while your while your chain was like above like eight or something uh every time you swing with the the hyper blade you know like your, your melee weapon which is something i want to discuss a little bit uh a little later but uh, how about when your chain is like above eight like every time you swing with that like it does like two swings uh and then it's like if it's above like 15 it does three so like basically there's like a heavy incentive to uh to you know, kind of keep your chain going so that your your weapons yeah, do like, more like damage. streaks. Um, yeah, that that reminds me of like uh, what do you call it the the Arkham games, the Batman Arkham games. Like if you uh, have like an unbroken streak of like you know twenty hits or higher, you you get increasingly you know better like uh, you know these finishing moves that are like really really cool and it. I feel like it adds a lot to like you know just just make you want to get better at it rather than just like you know pick enemies off like one by one right yeah and i mean that's that's what we ended up doing um so instead of like the whole like while your streak is high you get extra slashes with your sword what actually ended up happening is like he he didn't want to like animate that because it it was just going to be like really (laughs) clunky and uh it it wasn't going to be an elegant thing and like it was only going to matter for your sword like the other weapons weren't going to get anything out of it so eventually what we decided was like, yeah, you know, kind of, I guess what's in the, the Arkham games, like having some kind of like finisher. Um, and, you know, we, we tried that uh, and it seems like kind of outside of any score runs. It's basically ignored completely. So, you know, we ended up putting like all this work like into this mechanic that, uh, you know, I, I think because it wasn't uh, like the game wasn't envisioned with this kind of like from the get go. Like the the implementation of it was kind of clunky, and you know, I, I mean, for one, it, like it was too hard to, uh, it, it was too hard to like get a long enough streak to really get like a, a powerful uh, finisher off. Yeah. And like second, like it, it was just like because of the way the levels were designed and everything, you know, it, it was so hard to like get like a situation where like you get a nice long. Uh, kill chain and then have like a good opportunity to like unleash a finisher like the levels just like weren't designed with that in mind so oh, like yeah, that was, that it, it, to, to really take advantage of that it's like we were gonna have to like go back and like redo the levels and like you know make sure there's enough <laughs> enough weak enemies you know enough fodder out there for you to to get a good chain going and then yeah. you know kind of <laughs> have a good opportunity to you know unleash a finisher um or, you know, it was going to take, like, major changes to, you know, kind of how it worked. 
uh, you know, just like trying to trying to like kind of shoehorn that in with like you know a couple months to go. I mean, it's just yeah. it just wasn't good. I, I mean, I think like literally like the the, the finisher for the Hyperblade like came in like the day after the game came out or like right oh. before it did something like that. So it was like I, I mean, just you just didn't have enough time to tweak it and you know get it right. Yeah, I, I guess it's just the way that uh, the game was developed, like, over time. Like, instead of, you know, being all built up of, like, you know, a, a single, uh, I guess, fixed vision, it was it was more, I feel like it was more like agile-type development. Right. Where we kind of, like, built it, like, as we went, and, you know, we played that version, and it was like, oh, let's add this, or whatever. And, right. Uh, I guess the problem with that was it, it wasn't as cohesive as it could have been just because of the nature of how it was made right yeah and the, the fact that we were such a small team i, I mean that, that did give us that agility but you know at the same time we, we were kind of pretty close to biting off more than we could chew uh especially at the end when it was like oh my god we need to make these changes it's, you know people aren't responding oh, yeah. to the game how we want uh how we want them to be we gotta we gotta do something about that um yeah because i mean it, it seemed like you know we had uh a lot of elements that were uh they they weren't like they didn't seem like cohesively like you know built in like right. that, that together it felt right. like you know we made this part and then it's like oh we, we made this part like a lot later and right like try to change the the previous parts to kind of like, match up a bit yeah and i i do think that was like the the big uh problem that we, that we had uh c- kind of with how this game was perceived because I, I mean we built this game at least towards the end of it uh you know it, the 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 emphasis was like very heavily on you know kind of platformer game elements uh you know kind of like the arcade elements um you know like you know we we're we we're focusing heavily on you know kind of like the bosses and like the the individual mechanics on the different levels and the you know it's, it's like me personally i was focusing a lot of like making the game entertaining for score runs and and that kind of thing and but i mean that was all coming much later uh you know kind of and this was being laid on top of the foundation that, that we laid for the game which was basically kind of like a, a classic shooter uh you know kind of like a doom doom quake style shooter mm-hmm. so it was kind of like even though we had all of these other things we were trying to do with the game kind of like the core at, at its core it was still kind of like this doom style shooter and that's what people really perceived about the game like right off the bat so it, it was kind of like all the effort we were trying to put into these other games or these other elements to make it a more unique and distinct game it was really kind of being ignored completely by I, the audience yeah. I, I felt like it was it felt kind of like uh while we were making a very like doom-like game we we're kind of forcing it not to be right even though it you know, in essence, it was it was very close. And I, I think had we had we started the game with like, okay, we want to make this kind of game that's kind of a fusion of, of these sorts of elements. I, I do think it would have, uh, I, I do think it would have been perceived as you know something better and more interesting, and, and not as like this kind of you know kind of doom clone with with all these other <laughs> with them trying to shoehorn all these other oh, yeah. elements into it. It it seemed like it had like a completely. Uh different objective like in the beginning like how it was it was uh meant to be uh multiplayer co-op yeah 
And, yeah, and again, I, mean, I think a lot of that comes from you know having a <laughs> having a game that uh, takes six years to make. You know, yeah. and, uh, you know, it's just naturally going to evolve and, and change over that time. And yeah, that's, uh, that's very true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess it was just like from the beginning, it was it wasn't as um, developed, I guess, as like as an idea, right? As it, you know, I guess should have been for a more to to avoid having to work on it for like six years. Yeah, and I, I mean that's 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 why uh, with this new game, you know, I'm, I'm being very careful to make sure that you know what it is and uh, you know what we're trying to do with it, what we're going for. It, it's all very clearly planned out from the beginning. Uh, and I also am trying to get it done uh, in a reasonable time frame, so you know we don't kind of veer off into other directions and uh, you know, tr- mm-hmm. try to you know add on things that uh you know are, aren't uh you know organically part of uh the idea and it's a uh, development you know we don't want to be trying to force anything into it that uh that doesn't really belong and didn't belong from the beginning yeah it, it wouldn't it would feel you know forced and not right i guess it wouldn't naturally flow I guess. yeah but you know i mean thankfully a lot of these elements that that are in this new game are are, are from rack and they are uh you know far more uh Far more fleshed out and uh, you know much more organic and, and work out much better uh, for the game. You know specifically uh, you know it's like chains. You know they're they're going to be much better around. Uh, you know score is going to be much more relevant this time. We're actually going to be able to do stuff with it. And uh, the, the the finishers like they're they're the way they they work in this game. It's it's much better. It's it's much more intuitive. Uh, you know you'll actually get to hold on to them for for a lot longer and. Uh, use them at a, at a time where you choose instead of like I got a chain of 20 and my timer's running and I gotta use it now so you know, yeah, hopefully there, none yeah. of that is happening oh yeah that, I feel like that would work a lot better because I, I guess you know one of the issues in Rack was like you, you clear a room full of enemies you have like super chain like charged up and there's like nothing but you know grunts everywhere Pretty much, yeah. And, and it just feels like a waste. So, I mean, one of the things that we tried to do uh, really hard in Rack was, uh, you know, we wanted each weapon to be balanced. You know, like, that, that, was, that was, like, a big point of focus for us. Uh, you know, it's like, even we tried to make the, uh, the the melee weapon, like, just really powerful, and, and not only that, but, like, useful. Like, had there be, like, specific situations where, like, it, it was actually... Uh, useful. So it's like while there were only five weapons in the game, and we had planned on eight, but you know we ended up uh, stopping development uh, earlier than we wanted to. Um, but you know it's like every one of those weapons had like a distinct role, and like even the uh, e- even the melee weapon. Whereas like in in a lot of other uh, shooters, you know it's like kind of like once you get like a certain weapon, like it'll just completely outclass uh like a previous one so it's like once you have that it's like there's no point in using the other ones anymore and i kind of feel like one of the the big things that's great about uh you know a classic shooter is that you get to keep all your weapons and actually use them when you see fit um and i i do think that that makes the gameplay a lot more interesting just because like you have like more options to approach a situation with instead of like well i found this one weapon you know on this guy back there i guess i have to use it everything else is out of ammo so <laughs> but like I, I mean how do you think that worked out do, do you think that worked out well do you think uh you know we kind of 
whiffed in some areas, or well, I don't know. Was the it's shotgun still, OP? Uh, no, well, I I think maybe. It, was, it, it maybe was, but I I don't think there's too much of a problem with it. We're not, yeah. you know, it, it wasn't like a multiplayer game where you have to you know right. sink your teeth like into like serious balance. Right. Um, but, but I mean, the, the the shotgun was also designed to be kind of like your go-to standard weapon. Oh yeah, that's true support right there um yeah it's like everything else is like kind of like situational yeah especially like uh the pistol where it served as a you know kind of a weak sniper or just a starting weapon right um for the most part it it just falls like a lot of the you know standards that were set by like you know early first person shooters like just early on just uh as the type of weapons that there were. It wasn't anything, like, totally unconventional or off the wall. Well, um, see, I, I don't know about that, because, like, the way I tried to approach uh, the weapon design, it was like, okay, so, like, um, the the Hyperblade, it was supposed to be, like, an anti, like, up-close, like, anti-melee monsters weapon. So, like, it was uh, great against, like, the, the crawlers and the, the crushers and everything. Yeah. The pistol was supposed to be good against uh, faraway single enemies, so, you know, like, if there were, you know, like, little monsters, like, on a ledge, like, across the room from you, yeah. like, the pistol was perfect for that. And, like, in, in the first level, like, where you first pick up the pistol, like, it's it's setting up, like, that exact situation. You know, it's like, there, there's a little, like, when you first pick up the pistol, there's, like, a little, like, gap in, or, or a little, like, kind of hole in the floor in front of you. And there's, like, monsters on the ledge across there. And it's, like... You you had started with a hyperblade like that's like not the weapon you want to use there because like you can't really get close to those yeah. monsters very easily so it's like that's kind of showing you like okay like the the pistol is like the the perfect weapon to use here uh, you know and then the shotgun is kind of like for multiple like up close enemies so you know if you're kind of like in mid range and you know fighting against a few monsters at once like the the shotgun's great for that the um, the pulsar uh, and, and like this is kind of like where things kind of deviate I think uh, at least I intended them to. Yeah. Um, but you know it's supposed to be like an anti, like, like crowd a sw- yeah exactly. Yeah. So and it's it's for like up close enemies. So like the first time you pick this up, uh, it's level two, and like the second you pick it up, like monsters like all start spawning in around you. So I mean you could use like the hyperblade, but it's not gonna kill stuff as fast. Uh, you know same goes for the shotgun. So yeah. like that's that's where like the pulsar is is like really great. It's kind of like a an anti get off me kind of like short yeah. range weapon. Um, and, and and by the way, like uh, that's that's why the uh, that's why the the missiles on it they they arc. Uh, you know they have gravity. Uh, yeah, um, I, I like that way better. Like uh, than if they were ridiculously overpowered. You know, right. kind of like how Doom is it just goes in a straight line and yeah, right. destroys everything. Yeah, it's it, it, if if they uh, if they didn't drop, like it'd be it'd be great at long range too. And then at that point, it's just like, whoa, well, why use anything else ever? Yeah, like, everything just, else is obsolete at that point. Yeah, well, right. Unless you you know consider the uh, the um, ammo. Well, there's the ammo and the the speed of the projectiles. I guess not hit scan. Right. Well, I mean, those the the pulsar projectiles though they they go pretty fast. Yeah, I mean, most of the enemies are, are pretty slow in rack, so... Yeah, that's true. It'd be like, you know, how in, uh, if you're considering, like, Quake 3, like, plasma, each, like, shot of the plasma rifle, like, or the plasma gun, it's, uh... May it's as well 20, be hit scan. Yeah, yeah, 20 damage, but, I mean, 
everyone who uses it has like 10% accuracy. Right. But that's because of the speed of everyone. Right. Uh, and also, I think the hitbox is on the... Like, What's up? Oh, no, it's just, you know, it would be so easy to hit monsters with the, like, yeah. uh, interact because of the... Relative to you, they're, they're just... Might as well be right. standing still. Yeah, it, pretty much. Um, and, and then finally, like, the, the bazooka... Well, not, not finally, I didn't really mention the... Actually, I did mention the hyperbole, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and then finally, the bazooka, like, it, it's supposed to be kind of like a... It's basically like the long-range shotgun. So, like, the shotgun is great for, like, you know, a cluster of nearby enemies. Yeah. Like, the bazooka is supposed to be for, like, a cluster of far away enemies. It's, it's basically the BFG. It's basically the uh, BFG, of. I guess. It's, it's similar. I mean, like, the BFG is good up close, though, too. Like, it's actually better up close, whereas, like, the, the bazooka, you do not want to use that up close. Yeah, it's, yeah. Unless you have the blast guard, well, so. That, yeah, that's true. It's just, I guess, the closest to the BFG, like, uh, because, you know, just taking out, like, large clusters of enemies right, and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. having the splash damage and right. not just, like, you know, single target. Right. Uh, I think... No, that's not right. Yeah, I was I was gonna say I think it's the only uh, weapon that's not single target. But no, that's not right considering like everything else. Yeah, I mean, the shotgun's health. multi-target. Yeah. The hyperblade's multi-target. Yeah, but I guess like a a, a range type like you know uh, attack like with splash damage and stuff is right. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, all, all these weapons. Like, there, there's there's a uh, there's an exact situation where like it, it's absolutely the best weapon to use. And it's like every time we introduce a weapon, uh, it's it, you're basically put in like, hey, this is the perfect situation to to use it. The hyperblade, I didn't touch on, but like when you start the game, like that's that's the first weapon you have, and the first thing you do is like you go out in this little hallway, and the only way to progress through that hallway is to slash these two little crawlers that are in front of you, and you know, so it's I mean that's that's kind of showing you that like hey, you know, this is like the the perfect situation to to use this weapon. You know, it's great against these little melee monsters. When you swing it, it's gonna hit multiple things in front of you and also it's damn powerful um yeah there were there were really good uh situations where like you know weapons like that were used uh i, I feel like it could have been more like like with some weapons i guess like the pistol you're probably not going to be using it as much as anything else in the game yeah uh, and i, I mean I, I guess you could increase the damage on it i don't know i was thinking like the speed just like you know a really really fast pistol um yeah but hey, that was going to interfere with another weapon we were going to have later. But anyway. Yeah, exactly. It's just uh, <laughs> it, it's stuff like that. You know, if, if you introduce like a new element and you don't go back and you know revise everything, then it, it suddenly feels you know odd. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, if you introduce something new, it, it can easily like step on the toes of everything you've had up to that point. So yeah, exactly. You can definitely make things tricky. Um, I did have that in mind when I was designing all eight weapons. You know, I, I was making sure, like, hey, so you know, every, everything, uh, you know, past the bazooka, that's not interfering with anything, right? And uh, I, I don't think it would have. So you know, it's I mean, one in particular, you know, it's like there was there was like a very specific situation where it's like, hey, this weapon is absolutely the best. By the way, yeah. it was going to be a hallway. So anyway, yeah, I don't suppose that gives away what it was going to be. Anyway, um. <laughs> 
but yeah, uh, you know, it's. I mean, th- th- this kind of all goes in uh, in line with uh, you know what we talked about in the the balance episode of this podcast. You know, it's like it's you you kind of achieve balance not by like kind of have every, everything be the same in terms of power. You just kind of want everything to have like a role and like for there to be something that fills that role, or, like something that's like the best like in that specific situation and i i think for the most part we we pulled that off but yeah i mean maybe the pistol it, was yeah, a little it, bit weak yeah other than the pistol i guess it felt like uh it felt pretty good i guess for a lot of weapons and it's 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 funny you know it's like even if you even if you get like get things right like in your excel spreadsheet and like you design the yeah. game so it's like yeah you know this this one weapon you know this is going to be best here this is going to be best here Blah blah blah. Yeah, it's like then a lot of people would just be like, "Oh, this weapon's awesome," and like just tr- use that like the whole time. Oh yeah. Like I, I did see it a lot. Uh, you know, with the with the hyperblade. You know, it's like there were a lot of people who just like go, go ham, just run around and just swing and just blow oh, things up with it constantly. Just, it's so effective because you might as well be a projectile. You're like the player themselves with oh, that, yeah. even though it's a melee weapon, because yeah. of the speed of the game. Yeah. And it's fun, but I mean, you're just gonna die really fast doing that. Hey, it's it's nice, uh, you know, giving options, not you know, allowing a single type of way to play. Right. Yeah, and I I do I do think that's a big part of uh, you know the the weapons being balanced. You know, it's like you yeah. and also keeping all your weapons. Like you you're giving the player. Uh, you know, a lot of different options to oh, yeah. approach a situation with. And by the way, like even though like one weapon might be optimal in a certain situation, yeah, you know, uh, there there might be other options which are also viable. Uh, you know, and like depending oh, yeah. on the situation, you know, it's like maybe the other weapon's out of ammo. You know, maybe you feel better with, with this one particular weapon. Uh, you know, it's like you have options. Like we we don't yeah. want it to be. You know, I, I think when you're trying to balance something and, like, kind of give things a roll, like, it's very easy to fall into, like, a trap of, like, hey, you know, this is the only weapon that can damage this thing. Everything else is completely useless. And, uh, and yeah, yeah and you have no idea. It feels artificial. It feels contrived. and Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm glad that we didn't uh, pull that off in a... In, oh yeah, and in, in, in this, um, yeah, you know, one of the things that I did think was, was interesting to kind of balance, uh, like the shotgun, is uh, you know something we ended up putting late, <laughs> which I think actually worked out, unlike some of the other things we put in late. Um, but you know, we we changed the, uh, the 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 crushers, which are like these big orange robots. Uh, we gave them a, a counterattack, uh, and you know, it was based on. Um, you know, kind of like one of the, one of the the conventions in this game is that like things that hit multiple times are like it, it, in a in a given frame, you know, like the shotgun or something. Uh, it's more likely to cause a, a stun. Uh, but you know, when it comes to those enemies, like uh, you know, hitting them multiple times in a frame is more likely to lead to a, a counterattack. So if you were trying to shoot them with something that like hit multiple times, uh, you know, in the same frame, you know, basically the shotgun. Uh, you know, at, at this point in the game, nothing else did that. Um, but you know, basically hitting them with that oh, was going yeah. to cause them to to counterattack. I, so yeah, I, I really like that because you know, it's just the more damage you give them, it's like the kind of the tougher they are. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, what do you call it? Oh man, the final boss in uh, Panzer Dragoon Swai. It's if you beat the final boss before like the timer runs out, you you have to fight like a a much much harder version of it. But if you you know 
and you get like a, a lot more score, I guess. But you know, if you if you wait till the timer runs out and then kill the boss, it's like whatever, you won. Ooh. Right. <laughs> it's but it's like we're not impressed with that. Yeah, get it's, it's kind of like yeah. It's like if if you're good enough, you I guess you deserve a harder or like a a more challenging, you know, situation or something. Right. Yeah. I like that. Something like that though. It's 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 pretty cool. Yeah, you know, and uh, I, I tried to do that with uh you know with the whole like metal system and rack. Yeah, it was like I really wanted people to go for like you know like okay so like for those who don't know it's like every time you beat a level uh, like it uh you know it tallies up your uh, your kills and your your secrets and treasure and you know like the, the amount of time and and the 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 score you got uh, on over the course of the level and like it, it factors all that in uh, along with the difficulty level you played in and, you know it gives you a medal based on that and it, it was like. I was hoping people would, you know, try and, you know, really work towards, uh, you know, really be completionists and, uh, you know, really try and work towards uh, getting the best medals they could on the levels. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I did not see a lot of that. Or it's like, yeah. I don't know, like, like maybe like in Panzer Dragoon, like a, a higher percentage of people, you know, tried to beat the final boss by the time the, the timer ran out. And I, I don't know. Like... There Part of this is just like inexperience, so like I don't know what to expect. I don't know like what, yeah, you know, like what percentage of people tend to be completionists. What percentage of people, you know, really want to go challenge themselves. So oh, it's 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 yeah. uh, it's been tricky. In in the case of Panzer Dragoon, I guess it's a, it's far far more like you know arcade oriented than Rack because it's just it's it's a very very simple game. Um, I guess you know in in the case of a final boss, it's all about you know your score and ranking and stuff, but uh, throughout the rest of the game, uh, based on, you know, stuff like uh, your, uh, I don't know, enemy kill percentage and stuff, and, you know, the speed at which you defeated bosses, uh, it, it gives you points where it actually evolves your dragon into a much stronger form, and, you know, okay. it rewards you for playing better, I guess. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I mean, kind of like a... I think kind of like the the whole uh, you know finisher mechanic and rack you know it's like the the better you know the better chain you can get the you know the more powerful of a, a finisher yeah. you can unleash. Although that's <laughs> sounds yeah. a little better executed in a Panzer Dragoon, but yeah, because it's permanent, it's not just like a right. single shot. Yeah, 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 I, I I could see that, and yeah, I mean that. I do think that's that's a good way to you know kind of reinforce that like hey the game wants you to play better you know it's like a if you can give them like some kind of you know permanent boost for uh, for doing that sounds oh, like yeah, a good it, thing it, to me yeah it definitely like uh, I guess promotes you to you know promotes replay and just you know it you know try to avoid making mistakes and you know, play better overall rather than just ah oh, I'll, I'll get through it if I play like crap or you know, play really well or something. Right. Yeah, or, or is the, uh, you know, probably the, uh, the, the the finishers. Like, just, again, just because of, like, uh, how infrequently you could do them and just all that. Like, it, the, the amount of reinforcement it provided for good play just wasn't enough, I don't think. Uh, I thought it, it was, uh, I really liked that mechanic, actually. It, it, it seemed to add a lot to the gameplay rather than, you know, detract from it or anything. It, well, yeah, I certainly don't think it detracted, but yeah, I mean, it could have. I guess, I guess it could have been done better, but it, it does. 
it, it was like a, a really cool idea. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a cool idea. I mean, I was really psyched about it when we put it in, but, oh, yeah. you know, it's just like trying to, you know, kind of smash it in there, uh, you know, in the last month or two. <laughs> I mean, it was, that was a little tough. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, it's like, especially when like a few weeks out, you know, it's like we didn't even have them all animated. You know, it was, <laughs> it was a tricky thing, so. I, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, the level design of Rack, because, uh, you know, as we've kind of touched a little bit, uh, you know, w one of the big things that we tried to do was, like, you know, we, we really wanted to kind of introduce people to different elements of the game, kind of in a very organic fashion. Um, you know, it's, it's like, for instance, like, every time, like, we introduce, like, a new weapon like or we're kind of trying to show you like the exact sort of situation uh the, the like basically we're putting you in a situation where like that exact weapon is optimal so hopefully it's kind of like kind of leading you to uh you know to, to to realize that like hey you know this this right here this is this is the kind of place where where you want to be using this so you know it's like when you get the pistol like you're you're, you're right in front of uh, enemies that are far away from you, like just, you know, two or three, where, where you know, the pistol is kind of optimal. When you get the shotgun, like, waves of monsters are spawning in at you. So, yeah. you know, that's kind of like a situation where, like, the, the, the shotgun's optimal. The pulsar, when you get, like, a ton of enemies spawn in, like, you need yeah. to get them off of you fast. And then finally, like, the bazooka, like, when you get it, like, there's ledges of, like, clusters of monsters that are kind of, like, away from you. So, you know, like, if you just grab that weapon and shoot it and everything goes boom, it just, like, yeah. explodes in a mist of blood, like, it's 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 very reinforcing and, and just kind of showing you, like, hey, this is this is where you want to use this. Yeah, I, I thought that it was pretty good with that because um, it, it felt very clear, like, uh, what you were supposed to use in this situation other than, you know, uh, just you can use anything here and kind of win. Right. But, but, but this one, but, this one weapon we just gave you that I, I know you want to shoot for the first time. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it felt like really pretty refined, but that's, that's probably because we scrapped it like 20 times each for like every level. Yeah, well, yeah. that happened a lot. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but hey, I mean, we, we wanted to get things right, so yeah, we, I, we I really it, went back. I thought it ended up, like, you know, pretty optimal, I guess, for, you know, for those purposes, like, yeah, uh, yeah. But but th this whole uh, idea of kind of like introducing elements throughout the the levels, like it, it was more than just the weapons too. It was uh, mm. you know, like spe specifically uh, you know, the the first level, like um, you know, it's like right after you uh you know, kill the monsters with the pistol, like you got to jump across that little gap to uh, basically get to the switch on, on the other side. Yeah. Basically, it's like trying to introduce you that a hey there's switches in the game you got to press to you know do stuff uh and in the second like hey there's jumping in the game and like you can jump really far and you can run really fast and and jump really far and like even the first room of the game like it's specifically just like this kind of big empty room like just so you can run around and kind of get your bearings and uh yeah it's it, it's a big like you know guess it's a tutorial level without you know, kind of rubbing it in as much as, you right. know, some really annoying examples 
if anyone oh. is uh I say this like like it's some obscure video that no one's seen. But if anyone has seen that uh, that sequelitis video that uh, Ego Raptor did, like talking about uh, Mega Man and Mega Man X, where like basically he was just kind of talking about how like Mega Man X, like the, the way it introduces all the elements to the game, like a very organic, non-handholdy way. Yeah, yeah. Basically, after I saw that, I was like, oh my god, he's completely right! And, like, I, I went and, like, totally redesigned, like, uh, the first level of Rag, kind of, like, laid it out that way. And I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, this is so much better this way. Like, th this is, uh, you know, this is going to introduce, like, everything we do in a much more organic way. And, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a lot more fun. You know, we're not going to be holding people's hands. And, uh, and then, uh, taking it to conventions, people were still really confused and <laughs> everything. And, uh, well, I mean... It's better than, you know, telling them straight, like, what to do and expecting them to get it on their first try. Uh, it's it's more, I guess, well, not as much as, like, you know, some of the older games, like Mega Man or something, but, you know, it's, I guess, slightly more trial and error type thing right. where, I guess, you learn better through experience rather than, you know, it's like, oh, here's how you play the game. You do all this stuff. W right. to walk forward, like... 100% of every other first-person shooter ever. Um, you know, you don't have to explain stuff like that. Because right, right. I, I don't understand why every game ever has a tutorial nowadays that, that you know, tries to reiterate mechanics that pretty much everyone and their parents know nowadays. And they don't, like, cover, you know, stuff that's more specific to the game. Yeah, but I, I think that's... I think you're looking at it from the perspective of someone who uh, who's not new to games. Uh, yeah, that, that's a that's a thing. It seems like uh, they're they're building these tutorials for people that are you know obviously you know not supposed to be uh, accustomed to these mechanics, but like uh, the rest of the game, they kind of like expect you to understand like a lot of these you know. Mechanics that have existed in like a lot of like first-person shooters. I don't, I don't know if I, I have any like good examples of that, but it it just seems really weird. Like it's, it's this weird split where they're trying to design it for people that are familiar but not familiar at the same time. Right. I don't know. But yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I guess the point that I'm trying to drive at, and yeah, this goes for a lot of other uh, elements in Rack too. It was, you know, I, I kind of, like, went and redesigned, like, this one part of it thinking, like, you know, oh, my God, this is going to, you know, this is going to help out so much. People are, are really going to like this and, and appreciate it. And it was, like, yeah, I, I mean, I guess maybe a little, you know, it's, I mean, it seemed like, you know, there were some people who, you know, really grasped that, you know, we were trying to introduce the elements to them or, or you know, they or they grasped that on, like, a, a subconscious level. You know, it, it was, like, a... I mean, first, it's like on, on this level, you know, it's, you have that part where you have to jump, and then like later on, there's a part where you have to crouch to, you know, kind of progress through the level. And like yeah. e even that, it was like we had to like put ammo under there so people saw like, hey, there's stuff under there. I gotta, <laughs> yeah. I gotta go under there. Uh, but then, then the like the the mini boss that we introduced right after, like the way you dodge his two attacks are by crouching and jumping. So you know, it's kind of trying to like reinforce all that. But you know, it's like we we did all that, and it's like. Yeah, I, I mean, it was effective for some people, but I mean, there was still like a lot of confusion out there. B basically, it was it was it didn't work out quite as well as I hoped, but I guess it was pretty good. And I, I just kind of wonder, like, you know, because I, I went and like did all this redesigning and you know, kind of reworking. It. it was like, 
you know, what's the return on that investment that we, you know, put into, you know, kind of going in and redoing these things. And, you know, the the reason I say like, you know, this this is true for like other parts of the game, you know, it was like we at one point, you know, completely redid the levels. So they were bigger and more open and, you know, kind of had, you know, better architecture and all that. And it's like, I wonder what the payoff was there. You know, we, we completely remodeled and retextured all the weapons, like, between, uh, you know, the beta and the full release. And, like, I wonder if I wonder if anyone noticed. Um, yeah. You know, and, and that was a lot of work. That was not, you know, that was not, you know, something we did over a weekend. That was, uh, you know, that was a big deal. I don't know. Maybe at uh, conventions it's probably not, like, uh, the best way to gather, like, some sort of feedback like that because I guess people are like a lot more pressed for time. It's like a little, they sit down for five minutes to evaluate this product rather than, you know, you're sitting down like in, you know, you have, you have time to actually spend. You know, right. But I mean, in, in the five minutes that people spend on, uh, you know, in those five minutes that people are spending with it though, are, is rack having a bigger impact because we went and redesigned all these things and, I like to think yes, but you know, <laughs> as far as like you know, trying to g- actually gauge feedback, I mean, I don't know. I I, I hope so. You know, I, yeah. I, I I like to think that all the extra work we put in to really get things right paid off, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's. I, it's... I guess we won't see. I guess we have no way of knowing. But... <laughs> well, I mean, I guess hope for the best. Pretty much. I don't know. Yeah, pretty much. You, you know, I mean, we you, you were talking a little bit about uh, you know the, the the conventions and you know I, I mean as I said on multiple occasions, I, I think one of the great things about going to these conventions is like just getting really solid feedback from people. Like you're you're getting like a, you know basically like the the most raw and honest form of feedback you can get because like if if you're relying on a you know someone to like write a review or you know like like record footage and then upload it to youtube like there's a lot of impression right but it's there's a lot of filtering going on there like like especially like in a a review it's like you're not watching them play you're just kind of like getting their their impression of it but you know even, even something with like like a youtube video it's like you know, if people are having trouble with it, like they're probably not going to, they're probably not gonna, they're probably not gonna want to embarrass themselves and upload the footage. And like, plus, like you're not getting to see their facial expressions, you're not getting to see, you know, their their body language and and all that. So yeah. you know, it, it's like just kind of like the best feedback you can get is just from really going to like these these conventions. Oh, uh, that's actually true. Yeah, because you get to see the, uh, you know. Uh, instead of you know trying to refine their stance on something, I guess it's it's just their immediate like you know impression on something. Right. Yeah, and I know that's something that like happens in like a like programming too. Like a, I think I've heard I think I've heard it referred to as like a, the hallway test. You know, where it's like someone's like walking down the hallway and just like, hey, you come here, come test, come test this out, and uh, <laughs> you know, get, getting their feedback on it. But you know, I I just think that kind of thing is like so important, and and I, and I think uh, and I, and I know you've been around for a lot of these conventions, but like some of the best feedback we've gotten has been from like going to 
going to these conventions and just kind of like watching people play it. Like I remember, uh, I think it was SGC 2013. Uh, you know, we were there with like one of the levels and, uh, you know, it was like the main one we were having people start on at the time. And, uh, at one point, like I, I, it was, it was a level where like you could branch, like you go left or you go right. And a lot of people were, were going right. And, uh, I, I kind of had the shotgun, like kind of off in a corner, uh, in this level. And like, Everybody missed it. Like not like like maybe like yeah. one person like the entire day was like, hey, yeah, there's a shotgun there. I should go get that. <laughs> uh, so like basically like as a result of that, like you know I, I had to go uh, you know put the shotgun like a uh, you know more more in the center of the room and uh, you know actually put treasure uh, where the shotgun used to be. Anyway, as a result, like everyone started picking oh, up yeah. the shotgun. I was like, oh, phew, thank God. Now these people are having way more fun with this. Um, but you know, like that's not the kind of thing like I. I I'd ever, uh, it's like, I, I, if it was, just, if I was just like going like based on like a review for like a, a feedback, <laughs> like the review would be like, yeah, this game yeah. sucks, no weapons anywhere, you know, <laughs> yeah, zero out of ten. It's it's much nicer to be able to have access to some, you know, that type of like frequency testing rather than you know, just a, a single opinion that's been you know, developed by like just one individual that you know, probably most people don't agree with them or something. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know, I, I mean, I, I just think it's very important to get that kind of, like, out, outside perspective. Because, like, if you're the developer, like, you're probably spending an insane amount of hours, like, just being immersed, like, in your game. And it's, like, it's, yeah, it's almost hard to understand, like, oh, of course everyone's going to know, like, to look here for the shotgun. Why wouldn't they? I mean, that's just, that's just common sense. But, like, your perspective of it is completely warped. Oh yeah, it's... because because you don't have like the uh, what do you call it? I guess a lot of the implied design is you know just it makes sense to you, but if you present it to someone without like explaining anything to them, right. it's like it doesn't make any sense. I guess it's... yeah. But yeah, it's you know it's uh, I mean I've heard the same kind of things from like uh, people who write like mysteries. You know, it's like they're they're never at a point where like they don't know exactly where everything is going. Yeah. So it's like they never get to really know. Like, hey, so is this working? Like, you know, is is do, do we make this like super obvious here? Uh, yeah. You know, and it's oh. usually like no, yeah. no. I, I okay, I I realize what it's like uh, similar to. It's like um, I guess. Like with engineering, you have like a, a customer, and then you have a contract, and you have a set of requirements that you want to fulfill. But you want, but those requirements have to be as detailed as possible because you know, if you miss something like that's implied to you know to be in there, but you know it's not actually specifically stated in there. There's there's no contractual requirement for you to add anything like that. Right. So I mean, you you kind of want to be like you know. You, you don't want to imply like anything at right. all. You want to be explicit. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, I, I do think that's, you know, probably a big reason, like, you know, I mean, we we're talking earlier about, you know, tutorials and not having them. That's probably a big reason why, one of many reasons, but I, I, I do think it's probably a reason why, like, tutorials are kind of coming more into favor. Because, you know, it is, it is, uh, it, it is trying to lay things out in, in, a, in an explicit manner, and you're trying to communicate things as, as clearly as possible. Yeah, it's it's if you kind of like let people figure things out, you know, it's a little more organic and everything. But I mean, at the same time, it's there's it's more vague. There's more room for confusion. There's more room for people like just straight up 
missing things. Yeah, yeah. and then they're not enjoying the game. Yeah, I feel like, you know, um, you know, missing things is, is one thing, but I feel like trial and error is, like, a really good way, like, you know, to teach. But it's 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 hard it's it's hard though in a uh, in a more complex environment you know it's like it's okay like tri- trial and error works in like a two D platformer where it's like you only have like four buttons and a D pad and you can only move in two directions it's like you, know, you mash a few buttons you know and and before long you're gonna pretty much know what everything does but you know in a, in a three D environment where like you know, you have a keyboard with a million buttons, you know, and a mouse and all this, and some things only work situationally. I mean, it could be pretty complicated. Like, you're, 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 I think you're going to have a lot of trouble, you know, trying to find things out. Yeah, uh, it, it might depend on the player, I guess, because if you look at something like uh, Dark Souls, the, the entire game, 100% of it is nothing but trial and error. There's, there's just no hand-holding whatsoever. You kind of just figure everything out by dying a million times and then just finding like you know the best way to to do something and and it, it's uh it's it's slow refinement i don't know if it would really apply to something like you know we were trying to make with rack right but yeah it, uh, it all depends on the game and I, I don't think many games could get away with what dark souls is trying to like what they're yeah, trying to do. I mean, for one, like Dark Souls, like is like perceived as like being difficult. So like people kind of have certain expectations going oh, into it. Oh yeah, it's it's not that it's uh, difficult as in it's like you know unfair and it's just it's it's impossible or something. It's difficult as in you know you have to develop the skills to actually be able to play it rather than you know uh, rather than being caught off guard or something. Right. It's yeah. It's but. I don't know if it really. And by the way, we were we were trying to do that with Rack. Uh, you know, it's it's yeah. You know, for one, it is a game that is trying to you know reward skill. You know, if like uh, mm-hmm. the the score system and uh, you know the, the 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 finishers and everything. Um, but you know, at the same time, it's like we wanted to make sure that like every death you had, it was fair. Yeah, um, it, it it like uh, it's fair, and you know what you did wrong. Right. So next time you're actually prepared for it, and you, you kind of learn from your mistakes, and I, I feel like it's a really good way. To yeah, and, and and by having lives and checkpoints, like every death is like fairly soft. Like it's it's not a huge penalty you're taking. You know, it's like you yeah. you die, you you go back just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. apparently some people you go back way too far, but uh. Oh um. <laughs> uh, yeah, some some levels were ridiculously long. They like, were, but I thought people wanted that. Uh, I guess not. It, it depends on the type of game, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I, I, I think we would have done better with a uh, shorter, but more yeah, levels. It's like imagine if like Streets of Rage two had a stage that was like four hours long, and it's like, okay, I can't play this anymore. <laughs> I, well, I mean, the highest part time was uh, level six, which was uh, I think like sixteen minutes or something like that. Oh yeah. Of course, like no one ever is... really beat it, and uh, but I mean that was supposed <laughs> to be like the marathon level. Oh, that was that was. Um... Well, like five was short, seven short. Yeah, yeah. Some of the levels were like you know pretty, pretty quick. But uh, what does that remind me of? Um... Uh, one of the maps I'm doing were like just ridiculously long. 
But like yeah, the, 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 the episode three levels, I don't know. The the, the reason like I, I think we would have done better with the uh, shorter levels is that um. For one, like, people like to evaluate the game based on, like, quantity of levels. Like, rather than quantity. So it's like, oh, how many levels are there? Nine? Oh, that's not a lot. Yeah, but they're, like, 45 minutes, some of them. Like, it's a lot of content. It's like there's a lot there, and they're you know in depth. Uh, you know, there's yeah. a there's a lot of stuff. Like, well, but nine, you know, it's like, oh. no. it, yeah, it might have worked better if we just split what we had into like you know, thirty levels or something. Yeah, so that was like, hey, thirty levels, huh? It's because, a like, lot. I, yeah, it's it, the same number as Doom, therefore it's just as good. So yeah. it probably it probably would feel like a lot more progression than if it was just you know uh, some some really gigantic huge maps like yeah and, and like the the other reason i think that might have worked better is like a you know like this is an arcade game like it's it's supposed yeah. to be like when you run out of lives you go back to the beginning of the level and like if you're playing like a 20 minute level yeah that, you know, that's a, and you, that's you lose all your loss. lives at the very end yeah. uh you know you're going back to the beginning like that's 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 a more significant loss yeah yeah whereas you know if you're just going back to the beginning of a, a short level like it's it's not such a big deal Oh yeah, so, but yeah, hey, Plus, I guess, yeah, yeah, I, I guess it, it it mixes up, it mixes it up a lot more too, because uh, you know, kind of gives a little more variety to the game rather than have like you know one big level. Like, what if uh, like all of Doom Episode One was just like a single level? It, it wouldn't be as you know, wouldn't be as nice or something. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I do think that was a, a mistake on my part to make the levels so big. Yeah, you know, especially yeah. like considering like it's it's an arcade game. It's supposed to be you know kind of you know kind of like really high intense action, but like not necessarily for a long period of time. Oh yeah, yeah. Because then then you burn you get burnt out like right quick. exactly yeah yeah. And I I mean people were already doing that like a fairly early into the game. See I I mean like when you look at like the Steam achievements like you you gotta figure out like how far people are getting for the most part. Yeah. And it's like most people are beating level one. There's a pretty significant drop off, uh, you know, in terms of like beating level three. So like I, yeah. you know, and and this is from like a lot of the, the YouTube videos I've watched and everything. I mean, a lot of people like get to level three, they they die at Mechron, the boss there, who was, I, I admit he was too hard. Like he should have been like later in the game or, or something. Um, because, like, he, like, okay, like, like the level 5 boss in Nash, he's, like, you pretty much just, like, face him straight up without having to, like, learn any kind of complicated thing he's doing. Yeah. And, and beat him fairly easily. So, like, he should have been, like, level 3, and then something like Mechron should have been for level 5. But, anyway. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's, like, most people, like, either, like, they were probably getting to that boss and dying and then, like, just being, like, oh, my God, I'm not playing this 20-minute level again. <laughs> you know, I, I give up, yeah. I'm throwing in the towel. Or it's like they just died somewhere throughout the course of the level and we're just like, oh, it's too much. And, you know, they they rage quit, uh, you know, and didn't come back to it and finish it. One other thing I wanted to talk about was, um, uh, you know, I, I do think it's it's very important to... Um, you know, as a as a you know game developer, as, you know, or as basically a, a software developer, just to to kind of like test out the own kind of your you know your own products, games, whatever. Like it, it's a you know it's something like people call a dog fooding. So you know it's like basically uh-huh. like if you're like making dog food, like try tasting it to make sure it's not like complete 
garbage. And, you know, I know I played Rack, like, uh, an absolute ton to, you know, kind of get things, you know, to kind of make sure things were right. I don't get the impression that, like, other people on the team were playing it all that much. And, I, I mean, I don't mean to, like, single you out on that, but it was like, was it... Did, did you think there were, like, problems with the game that were, like, preventing you from playing it more? Were you just, like, burnt out working on it? Like, what a... I mean, kind of like, what was your experience with that? I think it was just like, you know, the length of some of the later levels just was, uh, it, it, it was kind of like, you know, uh, it detracted from the boot because like, you know, I, I, like, uh, a lot of time when I, I opened it up to test something out, like a small change or something to a model, right? I ended up like, you know, actually playing the game, like, you know, just, just because I was, I was drawn into it and it was like a lot of fun for like the oh, first, good. like. Uh, you know, I don't think I ever four, knew that, but yeah, that's good. Oh yeah, no, I I played the first like four maps, like four or five maps, like a ton, and then it's oh, like yeah, same here. And then it's like I get to like map six, and it's like I'm, I'm like ten minutes in, and I'm like, oh man, this level isn't over yet. Yeah, it's and it's like, like part one of three done, and I'm like, all right, yeah, I should, I should go back to work. To be honest. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, no, that's true. And no, like I, I actually have like a similar experience. Like, I, do you remember like the old prototype levels I did, where oh, it was like yeah. with the UT textures? Oh, I yeah. probably played that more than anything. And then it's like when I started playing, like you know, like uh, those didn't work anymore, and like I was actually forced to play like the actual rack maps, which were like much longer. Yeah. It was like I, I couldn't play like any more in like the first three before it was like, oh, it's just too much. It's taking too long. It's just, oh yeah, I got things to do, you know. So, absolutely. Yeah, that was something that you know probably wasn't the best idea. Yeah, and and, and in hindsight, yeah, I, I do think. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, maybe trying to stick to like the whole like you know disposal area part one, part two thing, you know, like like maybe like doing. <laughs> yeah, the, it's seriously. I mean, like we could have gotten a lot more mileage, I think, out of like uh you know the assets we had. Uh, yeah, if, if those were, you know, if that was split into like four levels instead of uh, you know two. Oh yeah. You know, three or four. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, it, I mean, it was like we, we could have, uh, you know, expanded, uh, you know, the texture sets probably a little more to, you know, kind of have a little bit more diversity throughout four levels. But, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 think, uh, I think you're right. You know, like in terms of, like, pacing, like, it, it got to be too much at times. Oh, yeah. Um, Just, like, not yeah. compartmentalized enough. And, you know, th- that's actually funny because, like, that's... That's one thing where, like, I, I really uh, give a lot of credit to platformers. You know, it's like, you know, you go into the ice level, you go into, uh, you know, the, the fire level, and it's, like, yeah. it's very nice because it's, like, very short and, like, compartmentalized. Like, you know, this yeah. this small, distinct section of this game is, like, for this. Or it's, like, we kind of tr- we kind of did that with Rack, but, like, it wasn't, like, compartmentalized enough. You know, it was, like, stuff stretched on for too long. Oh, uh, yeah, it's it's, you know... It wasn't like you know, I guess, you know, distinct enough, um, between, like you know, between levels or whatever. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I think part so, of that was like the whole like, oh, it's a doom, you know, kind of like right off the bat, and people, you know, kind of like getting set and and that kind yeah. of way of looking at the game. But yeah, and then also, I mean, yeah, I mean, the the levels themselves weren't distinct enough. You know, I feel like if, if each level, like, uh, the introduction was, like, really super hard until, like, hey, this is a new place now, this is this is new stuff coming at you, you know, instead of kind of, like, a different colored room. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that yeah. would have helped a lot. 
you know, it's, it's like maybe if you started level two, like, surrounded by, like, nukeage or something, and had to, like, jump away. I, I don't know, something like that. So, like, level three, I guess? Yeah, kind of. Mm. Kind of. But, yeah. So, uh, I mean, do you have any kind of yeah. final thoughts on uh, on Rack? Uh, any, anything we got particularly right or wrong with the design? Well, I mean... It's nice that we could see, you know, we, we recognize a lot of the stuff we we could have done better because that's that's how you learn yeah. making mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like we've also done a lot right with it. Um, and you know, it ended up as a pretty solid product. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean I, I think when the game first came out, you know, I was definitely just because, like, I'm not, I tend to not be reasonable in my expectations. You know, it's like when it first came out, I was like, "It's not Minecraft, no," you know. But uh, I mean, actually, kind of like in hindsight, you know, I, I mean, the game has been well received. You know, I mean, a lot of people have been out there uh, enjoying yeah. it. You know, we still have a community that's you know making good stuff, and yeah, I'm really excited to see that. And uh, you know, it, it's actually done really well. I'm I'm surprised actually like how it ended up like because I, I remember at first like you know joining back in like 2009 or whatever I was like I was looking at everything we had and I was like how's how's this gonna be a game this, this is like <laughs> right. but, right. I mean, I'm glad it developed into something like you know totally functional and, you know yeah and it, you know it's it's funny but, I mean I, I, not not to you know pick on any games specifically but you know there there have been some there's been some games that have released on Steam that are <laughs> kind of like in that state that you know we were in originally <laughs> oh, oh, in 2009. Yeah, that, that's and, what I was expecting, and I'm I'm right. so happy that we ended up a lot better than that. I'm yeah, really and proud. you know, I, I, you know, based on a, I mean, again, not not to pick on anything, but you know, just kind of like seeing how how like those have kind of panned out. You know, it's kind of like, hey, our, our hard work paid off. You know, it's, uh, yeah, yeah may, maybe not. You know, maybe every single little thing we did wasn't completely efficient, but yeah, you know, I, I, I mean, maybe like redoing the weapons, you know, wasn't like you know a good use of time and and money, but you know, I mean, hey, I, I think in the long run, it's all gonna. It, if it didn't, if it hasn't paid off already, I mean, it's going to in the long run. And a lot that we did to, you know, improve the game, most certainly did pay off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I, I, very happy with the art style and you know just a lot of the the the, the texturing and the animations and a, a lot of the monster designs and boss designs. Like just, just very happy with with uh, with all that. Yeah, I'm happy with how it ended up as. I guess. Me too. Me too. Despite you know. Not to be egotistical as hell because I'm I'm usually super pessimistic about like everything I make, but uh, yeah, I felt like it came out like really well. Yeah, me too. So yeah, I, and uh, you know, definitely looking forward to this next thing too. You know, it's it's uh, you know, I mean, we're trying to take all the lessons that we we've learned from this. You know, I mean, a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the mistakes we've uh, discussed. Uh, you know that that uh, that we made in Iraq, and really trying to you know shore them up, and uh, you know make sure that uh, next time around, uh, you know our, our effort is even better, and uh, you know what we put out there is even better. Oh yeah, it's uh, trying new ideas. I'm yep. I'm kind of glad it's not uh, uh, when when you mentioned I think in the near the beginning of Rack development, like oh this is going to be you know just like three games and it's going to be all the same. I was like, what? 
I don't think I said the same, but... Right. Well, yeah, probably not. It's, just, it's like, oh, it's going to be like this whole grand trilogy of, I don't know... Well, hey, you don't yeah, have to worry uh, about that now, so... Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's nice that, you know, going on to, like, new ideas, you know, stuff like that, it's, it offers a lot more variety and far more interesting. It's too many sequels these days. One thing I do want to mention real quick that we, that you know we haven't really touched on very much is uh, <laughs> what about the whole like story stuff? Because like yeah, that, that that's something oh, like we, we yeah. really tried to push and like I don't know, it didn't seem to work out. It, I guess because <laughs> well, it just felt like it was a uh, another one of those extraneous elements that you know kind of seemed like you know added in, but wasn't like you know designed with it in mind like uh, right. through the levels and stuff at first. Right. So it was kind of like, you know, how Painkiller did the story. It's like, you know, it's it's there, but, you know, you could completely ignore it and you would not know if there was one or not in the first right. place. Yeah. Pretty it's much. Just, yeah, it's, it's almost extreme. It's just, yeah. Yeah. The, I, I think, uh, you know, if I could go do it over again, I, I don't think I would have done done it without any kind of voice acting. Yeah, I actually heard someone like mention on a podcast this past week, and you know, I guess they were talking about. Um, I, I guess it was Bastion. I, I think they might have been mentioning, but uh, you know, they were basically like, "Yeah, you know, like without the voice acting, you know, it would have been you know a fine indie game, whatever." But you know, it's like once you add like the the voice acting on top of that, it's like, oh my god, it just like completely changes everything. It's you surprising. Know, it's, like, it's like having like a great voiceover instead of like just text. Like it's just it's amazing how like big of big of an impact that can make. Yeah, it's it's surprising how like you know some details can massively enhance your experience with something, which is weird. Like like a game could have like really killer menu music. It just it really bolsters your uh, opinion of it. Yeah, I mean, I agree completely. It's like a, the other example they gave was like a, you know, the music in Star Wars. You know, it's like if if it wasn't John Williams music, if instead it was like some like '80s soundtrack or you know, I guess '70s oh. soundtrack, it's like oh, yeah. the movie would have been like garbage, like without that. A more extreme um, example of that would be like Mortal Kombat. Imagine if it didn't have that intro music. It's just, yeah, yeah. Would, it would be, be nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's like that music is just so good that I guess you know, just. You're just writing on like how awesome that was through the entire movie. Yeah, but you know, I I I, th- I feel like with Rack, you know, it's like uh, unless like we had like good voice actors like you know actually reading the dialogue. Yeah, I, I don't think there was like any way it was gonna work because uh, you know it's, it's like you see you especially see it on like the YouTube videos. You know, it's like people try and like read the you know like like the Let's Players like they try and like read you know like the 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 dialogue of the you know the the narration. And it's just like. You, you can tell it's like they don't understand you know it's it's like, like okay like everything was written with like a very specific voice in mind and like you know like very you know like in the case of exo like very specific accents you know it's, it's like when what's like read and said like without that like it's just you know it yeah. just falls apart completely and you know it's like you know the the people you know reading stuff on youtube you know it's like they were trying to like read everything in like a silly voice and just like completely <laughs> you know i mean not that this game is like you know acting like it's like the godfather or anything but it's yeah. like you know like i mean the amount of respect that was being shown to you know like the the characters and the dialogue was like zero it's like they were like you know like, like everyone like reading it like they were like <laughs> You know, like the Monty Python guys, like yeah. doing like women. You're like, hello! You know, just like. 
Well, you know, yeah, it's like it's just not going to work at all if if like that's the approach that's taken. It's free license to be goofy, I guess. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like by by having like voice acting over that, it's like first of all, it's like you're gonna ensure that like the the dialogue that's spoken is like you you know the proper inflections used, the proper you know accents you know all that is 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 done and it's also like taking away like the ability for people to just like dump on it completely with like silly voices so it i guess it it could play a part but it wouldn't like entirely like you know just um solidify you know the the position of story i guess within the game and not make it like you know totally extraneous because you look at like you know some other games like you know bulk slash they have like voice acting and everything and you right. you don't need to care about the story at all because right. it, it just feels kind of removed from the the core game. Right. I but yeah, some, I, I mean just uh, I, I mean just to just to really kind of drive the point home that you know I'm I'm trying to make it's like. <laughs> If Borderlands 2, you know, I mean, if any time Claptrap or a Handsome Jack talked, you know, just kind of yeah. like a, there was a dialogue box with the text there and, like, the, there was no voice. Like, would that have worked at all? Like, I, I don't think so. No, probably not. But it, it also had, like, you know, certain points, like, where the actual, like, you know, elements, like, I don't know, fine crumpets or something, it, it added, you know, to the actual story, like, being tied to the gameplay and stuff right. like that, rather than... Right. Um, try to act like you know the story wasn't just oh just run through this level and shoot everything and then find the exit switch and hit it or something yeah. right but you know there, there there were times where you know we were trying to you know kind of tie story elements to to the game you know it's kind of like the whole like side rescue mission on level six where you know you gotta gotta go go after starlin uh yeah, yeah. And, then, and then like like at the end where it's like oh Kane's sword is actually Captain America's shield and made out of a special metal and you know like yeah that kind of thing but yeah was, I, mean, for, I guess for it was part, infrequent you know it was yeah and yeah. It, it was infrequent and not established early enough you know again yeah. kind of going back to what we talked to you know it's if you don't establish these things early yeah, early it, enough you know it's it's people it aren't gonna perceive it yeah yeah, yeah so. So that was my conversation with Hani Macron. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I know I certainly did. It's always fun to have an honest conversation and hopefully hearing our thought process behind some of our design choices will give you some insights. And hopefully our conversations helped you learn a thing or two. Hell, after this conversation, now I know our levels were too long. So, hey, you live and you learn. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening. And if you have any suggestions for guests or topics, please do hit me up on Twitter uh, at FBE Carnival. And also feel free to leave a comment on the YouTube version of this podcast. Until next time, take it easy, guys. Bye.